Welcome to the Double Busy and Fit podcast, a source of actionable steps and strategies to help busy people to look better, move better, and ultimately feel better without turning their lives upside down in the pursuit of improving their health and fitness. I'm your host, Harry Morris, the proud owner of Fitness Studio 46 in the West Midlands. And over the last five years, I've coached hundreds of people toward their health and fitness goals. So let's get started. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Double Busy and Fit podcast. To start today's episode, we're going to ask a personal question. How is your relationship? I'm not talking about your relationship with your significant other. I'm talking about your relationship with food. Are things in a good place at the moment? Or do you feel that maybe there are a few things that you need to work on? The problem is that unless we can get our relationship with food into a good place, it becomes very difficult for us to be consistent with our nutrition. And this makes improving how we look, move and feel a constant struggle. In today's episode, I wanted to share with you a few ideas to help improve your relationship with food. One thing that I know about relationships is that they can be complicated, especially when our emotions get involved. And one particular emotion that will play a significant role in our food choices is stress. For many of us, being stressed makes us want to eat. In a stress state, our brain will be searching for a way to make us feel better. It wants something that's going to give us a dopamine response. I like to think of this as our body creating an itch and we just have to scratch it. A very quick and easy way to do that is to reach for high calorie foods. Understanding that food is filling a role of helping us to deal with stress can help us to manage it. And we can do this in one of two ways. We can try to limit our exposure to stressors or we can try to scratch the stress itch in a different way, in a way that's not taking us further away from our goals. So my advice is to start by identifying your stressors and see if there's a way to avoid them. For example, if you hate sitting in traffic on your commute home from work and this really stresses you out to the point that by the time you get home, you're left feeling like you need a glass of wine or a beer in order to chill out, then maybe you could try and adjust your working hours so that you didn't have to sit in rush hour traffic on the way home, which means that you're not going to be as stressed out and therefore you won't feel the need to reach for beer or a glass of wine by the time you get home. Although we can find ways to avoid some stressors, like the example I just gave, we can't avoid them all. We therefore need to be armed with some alternative strategies for creating that feel-good response in the body. Perhaps we could go for a walk, phone a friend and have a chat, or maybe just grab our phones and watch a few clips of our favourite stand-up comedian. All of these activities will provide a dopamine response that, that our body is craving. It's just that they're not as easy to do as reaching for a tub of Ben & Jerry's. If you've ever been in a relationship before, then you'll understand this following statement to be true. Words matter. What we say is really important. I believe that our language around food can really begin to impact the way that we feel about it. Now, it might sound like I'm being fussy. So if you're doubting whether or not this really makes much of a difference, the next time you see your partner, say, have you done something different with your hair? 
it looks interesting. I can almost guarantee that they'll fixate on that word interesting. And what you may have meant as a compliment could easily be taken as an insult. In short, words matter. So it's important for us to build a language around food that encourages positive feelings towards it. So I wanted to share three language changes that everybody should make starting today. Firstly, we're going to be no longer using the terms good food or bad food. Rather, we're going to swap them for low calorie foods or high calorie foods. So if I were to say pizza, donuts or chocolate, you might immediately think of those as bad foods. If I were to say salad, fruit or vegetables, you might immediately think of those as good foods. But I love pizza. It's pretty damn good in my eyes. It's just that it's high calorie, which means that it could be potentially taking somebody further away from their goals if they're not able to consume it in moderation. This is why pizza is branded as bad. That being said, every client of mine who has successfully lost weight has been able to do so while still enjoying their favourite high calorie foods in moderation. So really, no food is good or bad. It just depends on whether or not we're eating too much of it. Branding a food as bad creates a negative emotional response if we eat it. This can make a person feel like they've failed because they've ate something that was bad for them. And if they feel bad enough, then it could eventually lead to them giving up on their efforts to improve their nutrition altogether. Secondly, we're going to change the word snack for meal. Labelling a food as a snack reduces its significance in our minds. A study was carried out on two groups of people eating exactly the same food. One group was given the food and it was called a snack. And the other group were given a food and it was called a meal. And one was presented like a snack and the other was presented like a proper meal. So the snack group went on to consume more calories for the rest of the day when compared to the meal group, which shows how a simple language change can change how we feel about food. All food matters in terms of our total calorie intake for the day. So I encourage everybody to think of any food item that they eat as a meal as opposed to just having a snack. The third language change we're going to make is changing the idea that you're on a diet to simply just calling it your diet. So if you're on a diet, that implies to me that at some point you could be off of the diet. And the key to long-term results with your nutrition is to be consistent so I don't think that we should label any changes in our eating behavior as being on a diet. It's just simply your current diet. Now, to me, your current diet is the accumulation of the foods that you eat, how much of them you eat, and the habits and behaviors around that food consumption. We at times may need to make adjustments to our diet, but the viewpoint should remain that your diet is with you for life. Making a few adjustments from time to time is just normal. Finally, a big perspective shift that I try to get across to clients at Fitness Studio 46 is that food is not a barrier to progress. It is the gateway. If you're unhappy with how you look, then it's easy to get into the mindset that food is a problem. The first thing that most people will do when wanting to improve how they look is to cut out all kinds of food, ending up that they're eating just a bare minimum. 
But I challenge you to flip the script. Rather than think, what should I cut out? Think, what could I add in? What foods will I enjoy and look forward to eating that are also going to be helping me move towards my goal? How will these foods improve my training, my mood and my energy levels? It's not necessarily an easy thing to do to shift our perspective in this way, but if we can change the way that we view food, if we can remove the fear, the guilt and the anxiety, and we can replace that with excitement, positivity and enjoyment, then you can fuel yourself to get great results, to look better, to sleep better, to have more energy, to feel better, and ultimately to lead a happier life as a result of having a healthy relationship with food. Oh, one more thing. If you want to look, move and feel better, but you're not sure where to start, or perhaps you have started and you're not seeing the results you were hoping for, then you need to check out our Ultimate Health and Fitness Scorecard. It's a free self-assessment tool that you can use to make sure you're covering all of your bases when it comes to getting amazing results in health and fitness for any goal. All you have to do is head over to the Fitness Studio 46 website and it should pop up after a few seconds. Once completed, you will know exactly where you can focus your efforts and you can even arrange a 15-minute phone call with myself to discuss the results. So head over to fitness-studio46.co.uk and I hope to speak to you soon.